You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to Psyched by MG. This is Mary Grace Randazzo Ratliff, or MG for short. I've been a psychotherapist in private practice for 32 years now. Guess what, everyone? We all have issues. So it's time to lighten up and move forward. Let's stop letting our crap control us and take control of our crap. Hello. Good evening, everyone. It's great to be back. Hello, Barbara. I've missed you. Hello, sister. How are you? It's been a minute, hasn't it? I know. It really is. A long minute. A long minute. And we're going to catch up. Before we do, I want to tell everybody uh, it's great to be with them tonight. We're live on Facebook. And of course, if you listen to the podcast, we're very, very happy. Um, But we need your help. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, um, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, um, Detroit Podcasts. Uh, please, please, please give us a like uh, and let us know um, that you appreciate us. Um, give us a comment, subscribe, uh, especially if it's YouTube. We appreciate it. Um, and we want to hear from you. We want, you know, show ideas. We care about what everyone is thinking and what they're going through and what kind of crap they have. Um, so if you could just uh, send us a note and, and we would be very, very happy to um, help you with whatever you're going through, especially this time of year and with everything that's happening. Um, but Barbara, 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 my lovely, lovely co-host, Barbara Mangami, um, you can also find her. I am on, uh, as generic African auntie, I am on Anchor, I'm on Google, you can find me on YouTube now, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well, so please do come and direct your young people there, they would probably have a whole bunch of fun with my podcast, so. Yay, and congratulations to President-elect Biden and uh, Vice President-elect Harris, Um, we, we, you know, now been through through the election, and uh, I'm very, very glad and, and welcome them. Um, can't wait yes, to they take, take office. Um, it has been a freaking minute here. I mean, it has been a tough couple of weeks. I missed you last week. I missed you too last week, but you know why I wasn't able to be here. I know. Oh, but I, know. I, I, I have to say... It's been a tough couple of weeks, but it continues in its toughness. <laughs> Depending on where you hang out, yeah. uh, I don't know what you know, but yeah. I know a lot. Yeah, uh, it, it's rough out there right now. I know. Um, I know. We have uh, we have people who are obviously not happy with the result uh, as it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, they are determined at all costs to keep disrupting things um, because they believe, and, and many of them genuinely believe that the election was rigged. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that the Department of Homeland Security actually issued a statement saying this was the most secure election in the years. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. for that to have happened, cements actually. Uh, President-elect Biden's victory. And that means that no matter what people want or don't want, 
it is what it is. Yeah. And my prayer and my hope had been that things will settle down and come to that point where, you know, yeah, people duked it out pre-election. People were doing the most to try and get their favorite candidates to win. And as in all things, there has to be a winner and there has to be a loser. And so we were kind of hoping for a more gracious, more graceful bow out. Yeah. Uh, it Thank does you. not look like that's coming anytime soon. Yeah. Um, there were those who predicted, uh, including uh, current uh, chief in charge himself, that he was not going to go out like that. Yeah. Again, dictatorial tendencies, because remember when we did that show, when I was talking about uh, dictatorships and how they are run, uh, this is another hallmark of such, which is um, mm-hmm. that if the dictator, uh, I'm not calling him a dictator, I'm just referencing the, the, the live, that the podcast we did on dictators, which is that if, if, this, if the would-be dictator does not win fair and square, then they attempt to rig. And when their attempts to rig fail, they then accuse the other side of rigging. Yes. It's It's kind of classic textbook stuff. So yeah, yeah. always somebody else's fault. It's never, never, never their fault. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and they do not bond. um, And people are there to serve them, the dictator and other people. People really need to hear a person that struggles with sociopathy, which that is the core characteristic of a dictator, they do not bond with people. They, they do not have the ability to go into someone else's world and care for them. That's a part of the problem. That's the main artery of the problem. So watching the behaviors right now of this president is it's solidifying what the psychiatrist from Harvard had said from the beginning of when he was elected and that they, they were nice. They called it malignant narcissism, which is sociopathy. And, and that is an arrogance and entitlement. Um, They function by triangulating people, which means they, they pit people against one another. Right function in chaos. Right. And that means that he will, to avoid any responsibility on himself, to avoid any responsibility for any wrongdoings or failures or problems, he will always deflect and, and create a crisis over here or a crisis over here. This is what they do. They like crisis. They like deflection. They blame everyone else and it's never their fault. But here's the thing that is really worrying for me, and I have to say this, I'm going to be very honest. It is the supporters who, despite not gaining absolutely anything by their behaviors, continue this behavior. For example, it's just come out that this fundraiser that they have for the runoff, the breakdown of where the money is going is pretty scary. It basically says 60% of that money is going to go towards the runoff. 40% or so is going to go to the, what do you call the Republican convention, the the big Republican body. Then 
But look, get this. Any donations under $5,000, any donations under $5,000 are not going to make it to the GOP, whatever. They're going to make it sort of to his, to, to, to the whole runoff thing, which is basically kind of in his name. The point being that he is fleecing his own followers. I'll get the article out and maybe we'll put it underneath. I'll send it to you so you can put it underneath this uh, live on social media. People want to read it for themselves, those who haven't read it. But that he's fleecing his own followers. No. In broad daylight. And they don't seem to care. See, that's the part that gets me. Like, I don't understand. I know. know. It's... There, I've had this question, and, and, and viewers, we promise we will get to the stress of the holidays, especially with COVID. But just in catching up, there seems to be with people who follow him, um, there are the strugglers who have narcissism, and, and they don't even know what it is. I mean, truly. And then there are those who are so ignorant. Um, They don't do their homework. That's frightening though. Come on. That's really frightening. Their homework and they're submissive and they follow. I had a guy that I knew in high school and I had posted something. I can't even remember what I posted. I'm sure it was something about the election and it was just so factual. I mean, the, the source was amazing. Right. He all he said to me was, sweetheart, sweetheart. Ooh. I thought, oh, dude, do not Ooh. call me sweetheart. Ooh. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. Trump won by 70 million votes, and we will fight to the end. This was rigged. And at, like first, at first, at I, first I was like, oh, God. So then I was going to say, sweetie pie. I don't know if you've known math, (laughs) but yes, he did win by 70 million votes. Have you checked how many votes Biden has won by? It is close to 80. Do you know what the electoral college is? You guys fought for it. You made the legal changes. Thank you. All of this to get Trump. I mean, there was a bunch of work in the last four years towards this electoral college. This is your system. But instead, I didn't because I I was like, don't. Don't fight because I just know this personality. Yeah. I deleted him. Yeah. That was the best you can do. You can't win with these people. I mean, I, I get into it a lot. Right now, the thing that they're, they're pillaring me for is I'm like, oh, now we know who our real allies are. 55%? Really? White women? Whoa, 55% of you. Nice. That's an increase from 2016. Wow. That wow. one hurt. Yeah. That yeah, one. It, yeah. It, it left a really bit of taste in my so mouth. so much. When I think of what has been done, I mean, to, you know, I was brought up during the feminist movement. I mean, Gloria Steinem was my idol. Um, I that that one hurt. That one hurt. That that did not sit well with me at all. And it always makes me want to apologize for them. 
And, and you know what? I've been telling people not to do that. I know. Because that, 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 you, you didn't do that. You are not in that group. I know. Um, it's so and- hard to watch because you know all of these women, they have daughters. No, they but it's but easy. But, but that's what I mean that, you know, we could spend, we could spend this entire um, podcast analyzing this type of behavior because we have the same, I mean, for us, 20% of black men voted for Trump. Do you know what that feels like? 24% actually. Yeah, it, it's 24. Do you know what that feels like? Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> so uh, that's why when you say, how are you? I'm like, hmm, hmm. Uh, I know. Yeah, there's a lot to process right now. And we're going into the holidays. Yeah, we're going into the holidays. So I'm not looking forward to them because they're bringing their own stresses. And I already feel like we, up until January, from now till January, we're going to have a lot of drama. No, I know. We're going to have a lot of political drama. We're going to have a lot of theater. Nothing as entertaining and as beautiful as uh, as Hamilton, obviously, but we're going to get it. And then you've got us now being cooped indoors for better, for worse with our loved ones. Yes. It's so, going to be a trip. It, it, it really is. And I, I wanted to talk about the holidays and the stress of the holidays um, because, of course, in my practice, I'm already starting to hear about it. Um, and the special dynamics with COVID. Mm. Um, and so there's some things that I've been talking to my clients about. They're like, what do we do? What do we do? Um, and I decided also to do some homework myself uh, because right. with, with this COVID stuff, what I thought I would do, we could do it in two parts. One, let's really help people to know what to do with the whole COVID problem. Um, the numbers, as you and I both know, they are higher than they've ever been. Um, I'm in quarantine right now because my son had a fever this morning. Um, but there are some things that we can do and to be responsible uh, because it's real. It's freaking real. I mean, I've said this before. I, I, I treat you know nurses and docs and, and I, I deal with the the stressors that they go through. Um, and it's heartbreaking to me. It's so hard. I think I said to my husband this week, I'm hitting this place of just hearing what is going on because the hospitals are filling up again. Mm -hmm. You know, our own St. Joe's is filling up with, with COVID cases, several floors now. Um, it's getting serious and we have not hit cold and flu yet. So their biggest concern is cold and flu and then COVID on top and we're going to be in a real mess. So these poor healthcare workers, these poor doctors, these poor maintenance workers and, and cafeteria workers, I mean, all of the people are, are getting stressed again. And from my position and in, in hearing what they're going through they're getting their own post-traumatic stress. They're mm-hmm. getting PTSD. And one person had mentioned to me that there is certain things that hang on the doors of the patient and they're all back now and how that's creating panic just to see those things all over the doors again, 
is, is giving that person stress. Yeah, because they only did get a little bit of a reprieve, if you think about it. It wasn't long. It's not like, you know, all cases, or there were no cases being hospitalized anymore. It just kind of died down. That's right. right. So people could That's breathe. Right. And, and before they can really catch their breath, the numbers are going up again. And so I think for a lot of people, it's frightening because if the numbers, we are what? We're in November. If the numbers are already hitting, hitting an all-time high now, they're probably thinking, okay, things were terrible in March. What's that going to look like th- this year? You know, like next yeah. year, right? Yeah. Exactly. When it was at the peak. So there, there, you're absolutely correct. There is a sense of panic and a sense of also just being, what you, what would you call this? Burnt out. Battle fatigue. I mean, yeah, because I've got, I've got, um, I've got several healthcare workers, obviously Cyril is a healthcare worker, but uh, I've got some frontliners like nurses who deal with COVID and what my cousin in New York said to me, you know what? I literally feel like just jumping off the earth right now because I feel so worn out from yes. what happened earlier on this year. Yes. yes. And watching the numbers increase, she says, I have nightmares of seeing those, those, those refrigerated yes. trucks again. And yes. she says, I, yes. that's yes. something that I, I, I never, ever thought I would ever see again. And she says, I'm not sure anymore. Yeah. And um, what, I want, what I want the listeners, I want you to absorb what we are saying, because when we all get together for the holidays, you guys have to understand being responsible. You might not get COVID, but you might spread COVID and not know it. And when you spread it, I, I had a situation where a friend was telling me, that she got COVID, but she was sitting at a table with six people in a restaurant outside um, and caught COVID. Well, what happened was one of the people who was healthy, but 60 years old, 12 days into the COVID fight is now ventilated. Oh, man. And so yeah. it, it, this, there's a domino. Please think beyond yourself. There is a domino effect. So, so we need everyone to take it seriously and hopefully, and now, you know, we're talking about the COVID and it's going into the holidays. And like you and I were talking about before we started the show, people are weary. People are already stressed and strained. And so it's so important today that we give them information that might help them to manage this. Right. So there, there's a few things um, that I, I wrote up and, and about, you know, how to deal with COVID specifically and have the holidays. And, um, and the stress, of course, because we've been, you know, stressed out to begin with and isolating. But some people, you can celebrate virtually. And yeah, that's if, what we're doing. Yep. And if you have a high-risk person who's going to be all by themselves... Um, get them virtually on with you, do a visit with them. Please don't let them be alone. Um, reach out and, and spend some time and, and have some dinner, have some dessert together. So reach out virtually. Um, if you, if you are going to get together with your family, 
try to, you know, and, and we have a little bit of extended, you know, Matthew's considered an extended family of ours. So Mm -hmm. we are all, we're going to get together, but we all have our policies in place. We social distance, we wear our masks, we hand sanitize, we do everything we share with each other, everything we do so that we're all open and transparent. Right. And a person can make an educated decision on whether they're going to be there or not be there. Right. And I think that is so, so important. The other thing is for people who are are really nervous and want to get together, do it outside. Do it outside, get some, you know, spend some money on some heaters, or if you do it inside, open the windows, pick a room that's ventilated, have people bring their own food, do potluck style, Um, you know, set tables up, don't put everybody together. Right. One person serves the food. Not everybody reaching and getting the food themselves. One person serves, limit who goes in the kitchen for food. Right. That's the other thing that I think is important. Um, wear masks during the party when you're not eating. That's another thing. Right. Um, limit people uh, who are going in and out around the food area, which I, I just mentioned. Um, Try to do um, throw away dishes, forks, knives, um, even ketchup packets, mustard packets, um, napkins, don't use cloth. These things I think are really important. Have your guests wash their hands. Um, have hand sign- sanitizer everywhere. Um, let's <gasps> I just thought of something that's so ridiculous. <laughs> I'm so sorry. But- I'm what? a whole fool. Okay. So <laughs> I'm sitting here, you're talking about all these guests and I've got my, I'm thinking to my, I've got in my mind's eye, I've got guests coming through the door and I just saw myself with a can of Lysol. <laughs> yes. Write <laughs> it down. You got it. You got it. Frame <laughs> down. You go in. Yeah. Because I don't know, Mary Grace. I'm hearing all the things you're saying. And for every single one of those things I'm saying, I've got a butt. Yeah, I guess because also from the sort of epidemiological standpoint and just understanding how, how insidious this virus is, um, I'm like, people stay home. Please yeah. stay home. You know, they're in lockdown in the UK now because so that they can avoid the crazy we did. And, and yeah. we're not making the same efforts. And I'm like, we're going to have the same thing that we had last year. Yes. So for me, it's like other countries are going on full lockdown and we're over here planning Thanksgiving parties. I know. I know. I, I don't know. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. And, and there are going to be people who won't listen. And there are going to be people. If you're going to do that, you better take precautions. Right. You, there are things you're providing for the that, people who, who, whatever you say, they're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it. They're going to get whatever you say. The same people who are going to do it anyway are the same people who won't mask, are the same people who are probably poo-pooing everything we're saying. So it's almost like. And even uh, for the people who, who it's their family, you have to be careful. You know, like this was proven to me with my son today um, getting a fever. And I thought, God darn it. Even though it's going to be the family for dinner, 
we have to do that. We have to think about this differently. Right. We've, we're not going to do good China. We're going to throw away the plates. We're going to deal with, you know, um, serving sizes, not everyone right. spooning, um, wearing a mask when doing the food. I mean, there's things that you have to do to keep people safe, no matter what, whether it's a family of six, a family of 10, if you're doing 20, you've got to take precautions. And I think that is so important. And I hope, I hope, I hope our viewers take it very seriously because people are, are really not okay right now. We just lost at Plymouth High School the security guard that everyone knows. Mr. Lucas, I believe his name is. Um, he just passed away a few days ago from complications of COVID. Tremendous loss to the P- Plymouth community. Yeah. And that's the thing, though, is even if it is your family, if they're not your family who live in the same house, even look, your baby lives in the same house as you. And there's a possibility that he went out. Maybe it's the same with me. I go out to the grocery store to get groceries. That's all I do, Mary Grace. Mm -hmm. I step back in here. Who knows what I will bring in? Do you see what I mean? The risk is already high as it is. So even if it's your family members and you live in the same town, you can't vouch for what people are doing no, in their homes. Just because they're family yeah. doesn't mean they're doing exactly what you're doing. Maybe you're really super anal about it, like me, where, you know, like yeah. groceries get taken out. in. We bleach that, all the groceries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, I think somebody touched it. Somebody yeah, touched I'm, it. I'm super crazy like that. I don't bring in grocery bags nope. into the house. They stay out there. The groceries yep. come in. And anything else that I can remove from the groceries pull yep. cereal packets out of the boxes. That's what we're yep. doing. And I just, yep. I never stopped doing that because it's like, if I yep. stop, it's going to be so hard to get back into that habit because oh, this absolutely. is a lot of work, right? And so you don't know that your sister or your cousin who lives down the street is doing the same as you. You don't. You don't. You don't. And, because it, and the, the thing that makes it so hard for a lot of people is because it's not something you physically see. I've always said this. When you've got a pathogen that you cannot see, people tend to relax after a while because it starts sounding and feeling like it's happening to other people. Yeah. They see it on the news. Maybe they'll hear like you, you know, the, the janitor at the school is gone. But until it hits home for a lot of people, this stuff is really remote. You know, and they'll hear that, you know, people went to a rally and, you know, they came back and they don't have COVID. So what are the chances that I'll get COVID from just walking down the grocery store with no mask? Do you see what I mean? People like to rationalize these things for themselves as a way to give themselves permission to, quote unquote, go back to normal. People are still hankering for the normal. And that's what's kind of driving people to yearn so much and like like kids going back to school and doing sport i thought that was one of the dumbest things ever but what was the push the push is people trying to get some sense of normalcy after that whole sort of surreal um three or four months that we just had but the truth of the matter is that we're either going to stay stuck in that uh, and continue the cycle because it will continue like this year after year. The vaccine, they're saying if there's a vaccine, it's going to be in 2021. You're already hearing people saying, I'm not getting vaccinated with that stuff because I don't know what it is. Okay, then. So if it's 2021 summer, we're expecting a vaccine. What happens between now and then? How many months away? We're about, what, eight or so months away from that? Mm-hmm. 
So all this to say, I'm not optimistic about the whole let's get together business. I really am not. No. And I know people miss family members. We all do. I have a sister in Chicago. I haven't seen her and her boys in God knows how long. Yeah. Um, I get it. And it's, but, you know, when we, when we talk about people who want so badly to go after normal because they miss it so much, two things. One, you're making this last forever. You're making this last forever. If we would have just shut down, shut everything completely down and, and done it for however long we needed to do it and just listened, it would have been gone. It was gone in New Zealand. It was gone in China. These, these populations got back to normal. They got, you know, New Zealand got to have soccer games. Like it right. stopped. It's proven. And this is not a political issue. It's proven. The other thing is, and, and I had asked clients this, I said, when you see a problem in front of you, well, how, how do you deal with it? What do you do? And many clients who weren't listening would say, well, I avoid it or I distract. I, you know, I go do something else that makes me happy. I said, so you detach, you detach from the problem. And when you continue to detach, what do you feel in regards to the problem? Well, I don't feel anything because I'm thinking of something else. And I say, yeah, I know. And that's the problem because you don't feel your instincts. You don't feel fear. You don't feel anxious. You don't feel aggravated. You don't feel frustrated. And those feelings that are alert systems would get you to protect yourself. Right. But because you go into detachment and avoidance and rationalizations, it's okay. I won't kill me. I'll be fine. I got to get back to normal. I'm going crazy. Well, instead of handling whatever it is that you need to feel, your warning signs that you should be protecting yourself or boredom or whatever, instead of dealing with it, you get detached. Right. That detachment is very dangerous. Exactly. And that's precisely the point. The detachment is extremely dangerous and it's what's going to keep us stuck in this vicious cycle. It is. The kids are looking forward to maybe having a normal school year next year. I said to my girls, don't bet on it. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy, but I said to them, honey, don't bet on it. Why, mom? And I'm like, because the numbers are going up again and people aren't doing what people are supposed to be doing. It's just that simple. We, it, it's, it's a very infantile way of being in mm-hmm. adults, I find. I, I find it really infantile because mm-hmm. guess what? It's not all about you. And guess what? We're all in the same boat. Do you think any of us like this? No, but at the does. same time, if we don't do what we're asked to do, like the guy who's going to be the COVID task force chief on the yeah. Biden camp, dude has already got a plan. But guess what? Because of the whole kerfuffle right now and the drama, and him then not being allowed to start kind of taking over and trying to see what what needs doing. Because Trump won't sign off on every, that woman, what's her name? The one who's in charge of signing off on saying, okay, the election came through. We're signing off on it so that Biden and his Absolutely. team can start yeah. sort of orienting themselves. She refuses to do it. That's, see, and that's what I mean about infantile behavior that I is mean, dangerous. It's a toddler. Give right? My toy, because my this draw, guy my has toy. already, in fact, he's already predicted the, out, the outlook. And said, if we don't do 
we don't get to work on this COVID situation now, we're in serious trouble, possibly worse than it was earlier this year. No one's hearing him because everybody's in this kerfuffle of the no, distraction, the distraction uh, that's been created. Yes, yes. Now let's, you know, we've got the truckers going off to, 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 to DC for a big old, I don't know, crusade, whatever it is they're going to do. You know, nonsense, pure nonsense. I know. You know, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I hear you. I hear you. Oh my and, God. you know, as a healthcare worker looking on and living and being in, in, in space and with family who are in this profession, it's really frustrating. It is. It's so frustrating. It's so upsetting. I, you know, I was so frustrated uh, this week myself where I was just like, oh my God, I am so tired of cleaning up the messes of the irresponsible. You know, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to look. I'm going to pretend it's no big deal. The the number of deaths aren't high enough for me. Whatever it is, you have ripple effects. There's cause and effect here. When you do this stuff, you're wearing people out. But here's the thing, too, that I find, and and, and, and I'm going to put it this way because it really... I have to say it, and I know that I'm not going to be popular saying it, but it's this individualism that I find in the Western world that really gets at me. Mm-hmm. This inability to say I am because you are, mm-hmm. right? This inability to say, look, I don't live as an island on my own. Mm-hmm. I actually, my actions or inactions actually do impact other people. Mm-hmm. People are not living with that consciousness here Mm -hmm. because I think if people were, there are a lot of things that have happened in this country that would never have happened or been allowed to happen. Mm -hmm. But this ability to me and them or us and them, that, that, that ability to do that and actually live your life as with that, as your framework. Is, is for me what is at the basis of all this. The inability for us as community, as people living together in this country, on this planet to say, our actions have repercussions, right? On our family, then on your town, then on your county, then on your city, then on your whatever, your state. And going on, we don't in this country that there's an inability to do that. Even political consequences are one. The idea that people in this country don't realize the effect of how their politics is affecting the rest of the world and feel no sense of obligation or responsibility mm-hmm. for others. That, that for me is something I will never get used to. And I've lived here for what, 23 years? Mm-hmm. I still cannot understand so, how people yeah. cannot see that. I know, I know. And and this is just to pull it now back toward the stress. Right. This is, this is, you know, this is the stress that people are experiencing before we even go into the holidays. And, and people, you know, our offices are at the fullest during the holidays. And so people are saying to me things like, I don't know if I even want to celebrate. I don't feel motivated. Um, I don't know what to do. Usually we plan this in advance. Um, and I want to say to them, 
especially now, you need to figure it out because you. You, 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 you need, there are ways to celebrate. We talked about this when this stuff first hit. Mm-hmm. Get creative. Take care of yourself. Yeah. Um, do things in a way that you feel empowered, that you protect yourself, and you care for yourself. This year is going to be different. It's going to be, it it isn't that it doesn't have to exist or you have to pretend it's not there. It needs to be different. We have to think out of the box and how we are connecting with our friends and our family for this holiday. And And that's where I think Mary Grace, sorry to interrupt you again. But that's where I feel like, you know, want some tough love here because I'm kind of getting tired of doing that, especially with adults, because we've been doing this for the last how many months, right? Okay, you lost me a little bit. Right. So we've, we've, we've been encouraging people to get creative. We've been encouraging people to accept rather than resist the fact that we are in the situation we are. We've been asking and encouraging people to get creative. We've been encouraging people to take this as an opportunity to see a different perspective, maybe approach life differently, right? We've been saying COVID could be a gift if we allowed it to be a gift, or it could be the the nightmare that for many it seems to have become. My point being, I know you do this in your job. I'm a coach, so you and I are very different. See, as coach, I say, you know what? Stop. At some point, I do literally say, enough mm-hmm. you've you've had your 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 wine and your cry can we can we get to the reality of what is because none of your whining and whinging is going to change anything at this point mm-hmm. and i do that usually with clients who want to stay stuck in that mode because they're people who i don't know what the payoff is but they're people who 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 don't want to be shifted out of that, who want to stay in the complaining, who want to stay in the, why can't things be the same? Why can't we, you know? Yeah. I get it. But please keep in mind, listeners, I know I may sound a little harsh, but please keep in mind we're all in this together. Yeah. Your suffering is no more bigger than someone else's. I'm not invalidating your suffering, but please recognize that other people are suffering too. You're not by yourself in this. But so, you can, you know, you can yeah. choose to stay in that place of suffering or you can say it is what it is. This is these are the facts on the ground. Yeah. What is it that we can do so that 2020 Thanksgiving doesn't have to be shut down? Yeah, exactly. So you're 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 actually in agreement with what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And that yes. is that is that. Let's together figure out a way to give these viewers the tips. Yeah. Because right now more than ever, I heard you say one thing that's so important. Look, it's one thing to vent your pain, your frustration, and your fatigue, but it's another thing to be on the pity pot. And to use it as an excuse not to get together, not to to celebrate or or think out of the box or come up with new ways, not to feel some kind of motivation to provide for the kids during the holidays. Like, don't get on that pity pot. Stop it. Enough. That is not going to help you. Vent. 
which is, you know, bitch about it, find your partner, find a, a friend, a support, get out the frustration, vent the anger, vent the rage, and then still go to work. Right. Because if you don't do that, you won't have hope. You yeah. will feed a despair cycle. That's it. And bottom out. And the drinking goes even crazier. And the, uh, the fights get even worse. So the passion, when I hear you, I, I, I get it because I feel the same way when I talk with people. Please don't get in the pity pot route. Don't get into the despair cycles because this is not the time and it doesn't work at all. You need, let's go, let's give some tips here. Um, take away what is not necessary with this celebration and this thing. And, and if, if you've been doing something one way and it doesn't work or it causes you pain and frustration, like, I usually bake the 25 pound bird and I usually have to have six sides and I usually have to do this and that. Don't have a family meeting. Say, look at everybody's tired. Everybody's stressed. What is the best way we can enjoy this holiday? Right. What does everybody want? What does everyone need? And for women or men who take it all on and do the dinner and stuff, stop being a lone soldier. Ask your friends and your family, potluck style, right? Revisit the way this dinner will look. The key thing is the connection because it's important. If you have fun with decorating, decorate, decorate for Thanksgiving, decorate for Christmas, do, do something. You know, when I, we were talking about decorating and I go nuts, I do every year and you know, my husband said, well, how do we want to do the outside this year? I said, we want every damn blow up out there. That is so funny. I love that. You know why? I don't decorate any year, any other year. Never. Can't be bothered. I, pff, this year I'm decorating. Because I'm doing something different. Different. This is a different year. My babies are stuck in the usual. I don't bother because we do all sorts of other things, right? Yeah. But we're all going to be stuck here at home. I'm like, you know what? Let's decorate the sucker. Let's yes. decorate the hell out of this place. Let's put lights outside. Let's put reindeer that are dancing yes. out there, you know, climbing yes. trees if they can. Whatever they've got. That's, 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 the shit that's out my of it. way yes. of, of kind of like kind of lifting the mood. The girls will love yes. that. And it's spreads. Like, Please, let's decorate. Please, every it's single day. Spreads. I am telling people, go out and look at houses this week. You know, the wonderful part about the Christmas celebration is, you know, you can do the Wayne County Light Fest. You can go through the neighborhoods and see the decorations. Viewers, please, please. You do it for you, but it also helps other people. Because they get to see the lights. They get to see the light. It's important. They get to smile. They get to say how cute. It takes people out of that place of stress and struggle. Yeah. So that's 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 my oh, big girl. thing this holiday. Yes, I'm decorating. The first thing I you are going to take pictures and text that to me. I oh want to see it. Well, the girls are going to be put in charge of it because quite clearly, you know, this might end up being a, a total mess up. But but that's that's my thing this year. Is like okay, yes, we don't. We've never done this. Uh, we're going to do that. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. something different. The girls are being gay. Um, I obviously will probably order a whole bunch of stuff online. It'll arrive in boxes yeah. and then we just unbox and decorate. You know, this, this right. place is, is going to take us a minute to, to do yeah. it. So yeah. we're, we're yeah. good. It's going to take us yeah. days. We're going to pipe in some nice music while we do it. Play, play dance, cookies, exactly, yeah. dance, bake, you know, <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> hey, get that smell going in the house, play the music, bread? I, 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 I stopped, I stopped, I am going to start again, in fact, I got Matthew to get a bread maker, <laughs> oh my, <laughs> he's going to start making bread, I mean, but the smells, or soups, you know, I love yeah, the smell exactly. of soup cooking, yeah. You know, don't, don't expect miracles. Like don't lower this, this more than any other year is about the spirit of things. Yes. About the connection. It's about fun. It's about playfulness. Um, And get that spirit of things back in these holidays instead of routines and expectations and, and stress and stress. Oh my gosh. It's, I think this is a perfect year for actually like getting rid of the stress and charting another path. Okay. So if you're somebody who cannot stand your in-laws or you're somebody who, who just like, you don't like the big crowds. Hey, this is your out, man. This is it. This is your out. Just no, I'm giving people tips, dude. <laughs> it is. This is your opportunity. This is your, this is your opportunity to have that family meeting where you say, you know, mother, mother cannot come this cannot. year. You know, the kids are here, and mother, being a senior, you know, we don't want her exposed. Mother needs to stay the hell where mother is. Yes, yes. And, and cousin so and so, oh, you know, cousin so and so's got a pre-existing condition. You know, mm, this might not be. Mm-mm. You know what? This might be the year. Yeah. Yeah. How and then you can chill on your couch with your decorated house and drink. Yes. What do you like drinking? I know port. What do little you like? like little Cabernet. What do you, yeah. you like doing? Yeah. You know, in your yeah. in your nice Santa socks and yeah. your nice Santa hat, you know, yeah. break your bread. <laughs> Get the fire going in the fireplace. Like really, like think about it. And for those people at holiday time. And you know who you are. Let go of control. Yes. Go of control. Stop. And I'm going to point this out and I'm going to connect dots here. People who are so controlling are in a detachment cycle. Something's got you, sweetheart. And so before you start getting crazy and and getting stressed and, and letting it bleed all over the family, you need to, I want you to journal. I want you to journal as fast as you can all the things are, that are pissing you off, that have got you sad, that have got you scared. Write it all out before you go and do something and get it out or pick up a phone and talk to a girlfriend or talk to your partner. Get it out and then take a freaking breath. Please breathe. People who get into those cycles, shallow breathe, which increases your blood pressure. Yep. And causes anxiety. Take a breath. Let go of control. Everyone's going to be there. People are going to love you. People are not going to judge you. Let go. And if they do, that is their problem. That is not your problem. 
Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny. I'm so glad you're talking about this because I'm so far removed from that whole judgment and caring what people yeah. think. I don't care. Yeah. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. And, uh, I always forget that, you know what, there is a segment and I think it's usually women and it's usually younger women too. Cause I've gotten to that FU stage. Like yeah. FU, if you don't like the way it is here, keep it moving. I, I just don't care anymore. But I do recall a time I did. And these were some of those times. Is my house looking neat? Is it clean enough? Is it not? Because you always have them. I'm not going to yes. say the word, but you yes. know. Yes, yes, yes. Fellow yes. yes. women usually who are walking around going like this on your furniture. Hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. So ooh, what do you have there for, uh, you know, critical, mean-spirited oh, yeah. people? Uh, so I'd like to say this to the younger women, if you are in one of those kind of setups, you know what, give yourself permission to be the one who's kind of on the, yeah, if you need to be a BITC about shit, then go ahead. Yeah, yeah. This is the year we get to shift things. Check them. Yeah, so you've been the goody goody trying to please everybody. Go the exact opposite. Everybody will excuse it as COVID. That's right. That's right. You know, a while ago when, gosh, this is probably in the eighties and I was selling shoes and this old man was watching me. I had broken my, my toes. And so I was limping. I was getting the shoes from the back, bringing them to, I was just limping back and forth. And I had a horrible customer. Terrible. Right. And the old guy sat there and when everybody finally left, he said, sweetheart, do you know what to say to somebody who picks at you like that? And I said, no. And he said, you ask them if they're having a bad day or is it really me that is bothering you? He said, and watch what they do. Most people say, oh, I'm so sorry. I've had a bad day. Others, if they blame you, ignore them. He said, people can just be nasty. So he goes, push back, push back. There's good ways to push back. And with with people who pick at your house, you can say, are you having a bad day that you're being so critical today? Or, or is something going on? You, you seem like you're really upset today. And then they don't really know what to do. I push see you're back. nice. I just vomit all over them. <laughs> push back. Um, another oh, you're tip. so sweet. Another tip. Um, make a to-do list. Go over it with your family. See if it's realistic. Um, don't put things off to the last minute because again, you're feeding anxiety that way, putting it off to the last minute and then saying negative things to yourself while you're doing it. This isn't working. I'm not doing it right. What if it doesn't work? That shit in your head is going to feed anxiety. Don't do it. You have enough stress. You don't deserve it. Who the hell can, some of the funniest stories are when you screw things up, especially while cooking. Yeah. And who cares? Who cares? No, let's just be real here. There are yeah. more important things in life right now than whether your cake turned out, uh, you know, golden brown or yeah. caramel cream. Who cares? Yeah. It's cake. Eat it. If you don't want to eat it, that's your business. Eat some crackers that's right. or something. That's right. I think we need to stop taking responsibility for other people's uh, well-being and happiness. Every adult, especially adults, needs to be responsible for their own well-being and happiness. Yeah. So yeah. if you're a listener who has a tendency to uh, to that. be very codependent and, 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 you know, your joy is affected by whether somebody approves of you or not, 
this might be the time to start letting go of that stuff. Yeah. It feels so good. Take it from somebody who knows. Yeah. It feels so good when you stop doing that. And the other thing about, you know, leaving things till the last minute is it could get crazy out there. You don't want to be out in crazy. You don't want to be out no. uh, because chances are there are a lot of people who might leave things to last minute. This is not the time, yeah. just given the current situation, to be caught in crowds where you cannot social distance. That's right. That's right. So you want to start, and give yourself a head start. I'd yes, say a head start. Me, this week coming, I'm starting to get all my stuff in yep. this week. Yep. Do it now. I'm and- not waiting until the day before. Nope. Yeah. And, um, avoid, you know, you, you have a good point. Avoid those high peak shopping times. You don't need that stress. You don't need the exposure to COVID. Um, I think that is a big tip. I think that's a very important one. Um, make sure that you take care of yourself during these times. You've got to hydrate, you got to exercise. You have to get yep. protein in your body. You have to eat right. You have to sleep. Um, say no to people. We, Barbara and I, give you permission to say no. Oh, absolutely. We give you permission to say, I can't do it. I'm so sorry. It's a stressful time. I got a lot on my plate. Right. Um, don't answer people right away. Barbara, you and I have talked about that. People who are codependent. Don't, if somebody's saying, oh, can you do this? Or, oh, can we have that? You don't answer right away. Nope. You take a step back and think about it first. Will this work for us? Will this work for me? If not, no, we can't. Especially, it's more so if it comes through in an email or a text message. That's like the easiest. Yes. You see it, you read it, you leave it, go process it. Go process it. (laughs) That's right. And then you can come back and you can even, if you you need to lie, lie. Because some people need that. You know, create the lie, figure it out. Make sure it's foolproof. Then go back and tell the lie you need to tell to liberate yourself. Yes. Hopefully yes. at some point you'll get to the point where you don't need that crunch yes. anymore. Yes. But for the time you needed, these are unprecedented times, guys. Do what you got to do, okay? But keep yes. sane and take care of you. Make sure you create that space for you to be able to breathe. Yes. And you know? watch your exposure to social media. Do not, especially when you get on, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, do not do comparisons to other people. Oh, they had this dinner. Oh, they're, you know, in the Virgin Islands. Oh, yeah, that's the problem. People are posting their food. Oh, gee, that's one of the things I cannot stand about. Like, who cares what people are putting? It's all going to get digested and then it's all going to come out the other side. (laughs) Can we just... Stop with the madness. Don't compare yourself. I know. You know, it's just, it's too much. It's don't do that. We're telling you not to do it. The other thing, when you are all together, there are hot topics. Politics is one. Finances. Um, family issues like sibling rivalry or, or whatever it is. Um, in-law conversations. What? what? <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Watch those conversations. Just it's it's not about avoiding issues. Again, we want you to get protective. It's there's so much stress right now. So watch those conversations. If you if two other people are getting into it and you don't have control, get out of there. Make an excuse. Get out of there. And if you can go for a walk, 
go do something else, breathe, go play with the kids, get out of there. You know what? I just, it just occurred to me, honey. Well, yeah, we've got the COVID, but this, this, this Thanksgiving is going to be rough because you've got polarities within families. Like I told you, my kids who were kicked out of home by the parents. And now that this has happened, look, Listeners, you know what I'm talking about, right? Where you've got, you're going to have the ones who are celebrating and feeling. (laughs) And then you've got the ones who are sour because things didn't go their way. And these are family, right? It's Thanksgiving and you're all coming together. Yes. Please be mindful of not just yourself. It doesn't matter which side you fall on. Couldn't be bothered with that. But just be respectful of others. Whichever yes. side of the spectrum you fall. Because yes. at the yes. end of the yes. day, I want to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Family yeah. is important. Yeah. yeah. And, and you may disagree on certain ideological things and you may look at your brother and say, how could we have yes. been born from the same woman? That, but at the end of the day, that's your brother. Yes. And if you can, as adults, model for the children around you, that you come from opposing camps ideologically, but you can come together as family mm-hmm. for that short time that you are together as family. I think you will have done a great thing for your children. Yes. Please bear that in mind. Yes. Yes. You know, we're getting close to closing and I want to read another one of those inspirational stories mm-hmm. because yes. I, I feel like I want to fill people's tanks up a little bit. And, and this one's called puppies for sale. Understanding. Um, a, a shop owner placed a sign above his door that said puppies for sale. Um, signs like this always have a way of attracting young children. And to no surprise, a boy saw the sign and approached the owner. How much are you going to sell those puppies for? He asked. The store owner replied, anywhere from $30 to $50. The little boy pulled out some change from his pocket. I have $2.37, he said. Can I please look at them? The shop owner smiled and whistled. Out of the kennel came Lady, who ran down the aisle of his shop, followed by five teeny tiny balls of fur. One puppy was lagging considerably behind. Immediately, the little boy singled out the lagging, limping puppy and said, What's wrong with the little dog? The shop owner explained that the veterinarian had examined the little puppy and had discovered it didn't have a hip socket. It would, it would always limp, and it will always be lame. The little boy became excited. That is the puppy I want to buy. The shop owner said, no, you don't want to buy that little, that little dog. If you really want him, I'll just give him to you. The little boy got quiet and upset. He looked straight into the store owner's eyes, pointing his finger and said, I don't want you to give him to me. That little dog is worth every bit as much as all the other dogs, and I'll pay the full price. In fact, I'll give you $2.37 now and 50 cents a month until I have paid for him. The shop owner countered, you really don't want to buy this little dog. He's never going to be able to run and jump and play with you like the other puppies. To his surprise, the little boy reached down, rolled up his pant leg to reveal a badly twisted, crippled leg supported by a big metal brace. He looked up at the shop owner and softly replied, well, I don't run so well myself. And the little puppy will need someone who understands him. I mean, it was just so, so beautiful. Oh. Especially during this time, like, let's humble up. 
let's connect, let's stay together, let's not judge, um, and let's really avoid excessive stress. Um, And to the viewers, you know, please write to us. You know, I kind of want, I I would love to hear from them to, to, to identify their specific stressors that they go through during the holidays. And some of the funny stories that can be connected to those stressors that happen, you know, the, uh, you know, the uncle, uncle that, you know, eats too much, drinks too much, whatever it is. Um, I, we would, I would love to hear these stories. I would too, because, you know, we we still have Christmas to go. So we fun to, as a run up to that, to just kind of like have a roll in of these stories that if you guys send us some really, really funny stories, we will be sure to read them on the show and just use whatever lesson you've gotten out of that to share with others and and let's empower each other and, 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 and have a good sense of humor about it at the same time because it's not that deep (laughs) no 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 it's and i think barbara should have to post her outdoor decorations for us to see okay i will post my outdoor decorations i will post my outdoor decorations it's her first year doing this people yes i've never done this and you know i'm extra extra like i said i'm gonna have reindeer flying in the sky watch (laughs) Oh my gosh. So on that note, everybody knows where they can find us, you know, Google Podcast, Podcast Detroit, Apple Podcast, YouTube, uh, Facebook. Uh, we appreciate you all. We're in it with you. Um, and we'll talk to you soon. Love you guys. Talk to you soon. Love Be y'all. careful out there. Bye. Bye-bye now.